Dr. Alan Leica here, and I'd like to welcome you to How to Live a Fantastic Life Show, where we will be discussing the important aspects of your life. We hope to inspire you to live the best life you can. Get out of your comfort zone and explore the awesome world around you. Break through your barriers. Take inspired action. Use the difficulties in your life to achieve the best version of you. Today we have a very special guest, Christina Rivera, who has written a special book, Having Made It, which is a personal journey of self-discovery and how she finally found her purpose. She analyzes and uncovers many of the old world myths many of us were taught and believed. Christina is a corporate executive in that she works in the accounting world, but she also has transcended the gap and is a speaker and an internet podcast host of Savvy Business Life Unscripted. Her background is in corporate finance and has been there for 25 years. And Savvy Business started in April 2012 as a marketing tool for her receivables business, but quickly snowballed into many, many more things. Her book, Having Made It, is a personal journey of self-discovery and how she finally found her purpose. She analyzes those things in her life that are so important. Welcome, Christina. Hey, thank you so much. I'm so grateful to be here with you today, Dr. Laika. It's been one of those things that we've tried <laughs> to get together and tried to get together and finally it's come. It's like Christmas, you know, you want it so bad, but sometimes it, 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 uh, it's just wonderful when it happens. So how long have you discovered this passion and purpose in the world? How long has it been? Yeah, you know, it's been uh, now 10 years, but it's been a journey because I was back, as you had mentioned when you did my short bio there, that I started in the corporate world and not too happy uh, several years back, about 15 years ago, I was sitting in a cubicle thinking, I can't do this for the next 30 years, I'll lose my mind. Um, and and then I had had a set of health issues along with uh, being let go, downsized from four different companies in four years. And my my ex-boss actually gave me the idea, why don't you start your own consulting firm doing finances? I think you'd be hugely successful. And so he's the one that got me started on moving and growing and, and taking a different direction than just working in a corporate um, job. And through that existence, I started Savvy Broadcasting, which was just a marketing tool for my consulting business and quickly snowballed into its own entity. Within six months, we had 45,000 listeners. After a year, 90,000 listeners and kept growing. We got an AMFM for four years. That was a wonderful opportunity because they heard my show. So it, it's just been an ever-growing um time. It's been really great. And then I think last year is when I wrote my book in March 2020. Wow. So through this journey of self-discovery, how did your definition of su success change? Yeah, it changed greatly. Back in corporate, when I was younger, I used to say, I will have it made one day when I'm in a penthouse. I have a beep 
VP title, and I'm living large in Manhattan. Um, and as I was going on, moving up the corporate ladder, I wasn't happy. I moved into management. Um, I was getting accolades from all my bosses. Of course, we had you know difficulty in 2008 where we were downsized. But the point is, no matter how much I gained mobility upwards in the corporate world, I wasn't feeling content. I wasn't feeling like I was using my skills, my gifts, and the talents I was born with to the fullest of my ability. And when that process started, where I started my consulting business, started Savvy, I began to realize that success is not in the terms of the position, the title you have, but it's it's using your gifts and talents to the fullest potential and serving others. And when I started to do that, I mean, my life just totally got completely not boring anymore, fulfilling, and I'm never bored a day in my life now. <laughs> Well, let's talk a little bit about something that's holding a lot of people back right now, and that's the word fear. In oh, your yeah. life, I'm sure you've had to climb a mountain of fears to get there. And let's talk about that and what you learned from climbing those fears. Yeah, uh, that's such a great question. Because, you know, back when I was in that cube, I the first movement I took to moving forward and growing and learning about myself was really writing a blog called 101 Mistakes and What I Learned in Business. It was really kind of an outline of what I learned during my, at that time, maybe 15 years in corporate America in the finance world. What were some huge mistakes I made personally, professionally, and what did I learn? Um, and what was great about it is by journaling that, I began to realize that was running a lot of my life was fear behind everything. And it was also a friend of mine that actually said at that same time, reading your blog, what pops out for me more and more is you talking about you being scared, fief fearful, nervous, continually inside your, your blog. And I began to realize I had some certain issue with not wanting to, wanting to stay safe, this illusion of safety that people might know when they, you know, when they think about it, oh, I can't quit my job and do what I love because I might run out of money, I might starve, I might become homeless, all these fears that we build up that mostly are just an illusion that we build up in our head. Um, so in that same year, having that blog built and talking to my friend, I decided to tackle two major fears and one being uh, flying. So I started taking flying lessons. Number two, finding that life partner so that I could build a lifelong marriage and partnership with someone. And I did that. I'm now with my wonderful love of my life, Brian, and we have been together 13 years. So um, it started with that moment of asking questions and saying, is there more journaling and beginning to know myself i understand that that's that's key there so yeah. those are some of the things that you found in in your life that stopped you from moving forward but mm. what, what are the things that stops other people from moving forward into their dream lives yeah you know what i think it is uh dr like i think a lot of times it's just the illusion of security uh and so many friends i talk to even ones that have decided just to stay where they're at and really not move in corporate america and that's great if you want to just do a corporate job do no side hustle not build on any other passions or hobbies or whatever that's fine but the number one thing i get from a lot of people i talk to is that this incon they're not content. And it's often the fear that if I step out and be more, that I'll lose some sense of security, either friends or finances or my husband. You know, it's that sense of security they, they think they might lose. I hear that. And I hear mm -hmm. that all the time when I talk to people that's yes on my show. You mm -hmm. know, they, they have something that they're hanging on to. They're not totally content with it, but at least they have that something. 
It's the fear of the unknown, I think, which is the greatest fear for them. Yeah, and it's crazy because, you know, some people will be in a really bad situation. Let's say they're in an abusive relationship and they'll say, well, not only finances are scary, I know this devil better than the other devil I don't know. So let me stay with this abusive situation because at least I know this. I don't know what's on the other side. Yeah, I understand Mm -hmm. that. So Mm -hmm. what are some of the personal assets that you drew on to get you beyond the situation you were in to where Mm -hmm. you are now? Yeah. Well, one of the assets I, I really got a lot of early on is I first I got to know myself. I had lost touch who the heck I was after years of working in corporate, being on the grind. And as I call it, the hamster wheel, I had lost touch of what my gifts, my talents, my passions were. So I got clear on that first. And then what I began to do is get curious. Since I didn't know how to use those gifts or talents, I just started to expand and just go out there, meet different people, started to go to the networking events, different um, workshops, and, and just get clear on what things excite me again. So I could begin to move in that direction and use those gifts and talents. So that was a great asset, being curious, getting out there, uh, finding ways to use um, my talents, which at that point had become hidden to me, and bringing them to the surface. And and also, a, a one thing that was very, very helpful for me is asking my family members, what do they see in me as, as gifts that I might have lost touch with? So those are just some of the assets I use to pull and then move forward and then eventually grow into now having savvy over 10 years and interviewing over a thousand folks. Well, could some of these things wreak havoc with your health along the way uh, when you were trying to figure things out? Yeah, they did. Uh, and it's funny, early on in corporate, as I first mentioned, when I was sitting in that cube, miserable as all heck, I was overweight, um, not exercising um, much and really feeling pretty bad back problems and whatever, no major health issues. But um, then as I went on, just before I left corporate, I had gotten Graves disease. So that was the pinnacle, like I've got to do something different. So then I launched into doing my business. At first, Things were awesome because now I was doing things on my own term. I started exercising more, eating better. But as everyone might know, when you're in a new business, things you do, it's up topsy-turvy. I, I had to learn sales. Money wasn't always consistent. So I then fell off the wagon and started to get more unhealthy. Um, and you know what it all stems from, uh, Dr. Leica, is this idea that if I just do more work, I'll finally get the reward. So I just kept telling myself, as soon as I reach X, Y, Z point, then I can take a break and go exercise and, you know, maybe go eat better instead of ordering in. And you just never reach that. You first have to take care of yourself and then you'll be able to have the energy to move forward. So I, I had to realize that even when I was working for myself, I had to give, I had to give myself self care. So then I could care for the business and do well. Yeah, I think people forget that. They always think, I'm going to pay myself last. I'm going to Mm. do this thing last for myself. I'm going to take this weekend off if I reach this goal X, Y, Z. But I think people have to build that into their regular schedule. I think they have to have a routine where they build exercise in every day or at least three times a week. Mm -hmm. I think they have to literally schedule things for themselves. Otherwise, it doesn't happen because life this vacuum out there that's business can't absorb you totally forever. Yeah. Yeah, it's true. Uh, I find that if you don't schedule it, it doesn't happen. And I, this past year made a rededication to 
my fitness in particular and also my nutrition because nutrition is something I always struggle with and it's a bigger portion of staying healthy that a lot of people don't look like to look at, I myself included. I had worked on the fitness years ago but just kept putting the bad stuff I ate on the back burner. You know, oh, I don't do that much bad stuff. I do a little bit of uh, fast food or you know chocolate or whatever until this year I was like, you know, I'm not having gains, I'm getting older and as we all know, as we get older, it, things don't just come off as easily as they used to. So I made some major um, restructuring of my nutrition and it's made a vast difference in the way I'm feeling. Of course, now my workouts are having more, benef more benefits. I've lost 40 pounds in the past uh, nine months and I'm that, feeling that's awesome. That's cool. Yeah. And if you're having problems, it's funny, but today my last guest that I just did was a guy by the name of Glenn Livingston who mm. talks about binge eating and how the primitive brain that we have out there in the, all of us is what the problem is. And if we feed it the wrong way, it literally causes us to have problems. Yeah. And I think that's, that's what the biggest problem is all this is that we have this, this primitive brain that mm. we all have to survive. But when we feed it the wrong way, it actually makes us eat more and more yeah. and more. And that's the problem with it. Uh, you know, if yeah. you eat something sweet during the day, that lasts 18 minutes actually in your body before mm. you get another fix. So that's the problem yeah. is that you feed it with sugar. It needs uh -huh. more sugar to feed it. So wow. that's the 18 minute rule that we have. So a lot of things there are, are stuff that we do inappropriately. And when that tape comes out, you should look at it on my thing because it's really a lot of good knowledge about how yeah. to feed your brain properly. I love that. You see, I was heading towards diabetes. And so that was also another big motivation for me to get smart with eating sugar and sweets and, and junk food. But it, it's so interesting you say that because now that I've changed my um, nutrition, I'm eating way less. And I didn't think I ate a lot beforehand, but now I just don't desire to eat. And you know, you've heard of keto, intermittent fasting and all this stuff. I don't have to tried intermittent intermittent fasting i just am kind of sort of doing it you know i'm eating less and you know not even trying so. well you know and the big problem is we have these diet foods like with aspartame and other things like that out there unfortunately mm -hmm. that's one of the sweetest things on the earth so when wow. you eat it your body claims wants more sweetness and more sweetness and more sweet so you actually end up eating more and wow. you know unfortunately our corporate executives in the food industry really want you to be addicted to food. So you get more and more on. There's somebody in a safe office trying to get you to eat more so you consume more and consume yeah. more. So that's the biggest trend that we're in. Yeah. And then, of course, the pharmaceutical companies are like, yeah, please keep it up. So you come to us afterward. <laughs> yeah. You need this pill for your diabetes or the shot for your diabetes. Mm -hmm. and that way they stay happy. Exactly. But, you know, it's important that we get back to the basics. And I think that's something we all have to do. Yeah. So let's turn to your book now. What do you hope people will take away from your book? You know, what I really, really hope is that they get, um, if they were on the similar track that I was on, sitting in a cube somewhere, feeling miserable, feeling, is this it? Do I have to wait till I'm 65 or 70 to finally get to do something I might enjoy? I, my hope is that going through my book that they will be inspired to look at their own life and say, yes, it is possible. I can begin to take that inward journey 
into myself and and see what I can pull out and explore and bring to the world and not just wait until I someday maybe sort of retire to get to try the things I love. Let's shoot down one or two of those old myths we've been all talking about. What are, tell us about one myth that everybody believes that's a myth. Uh, well, there's many, but one thing I think is a big myth and it was a big problem for me is I did not like to ask for help um, a long time ago. So I would just sit on the thing that I can do it myself, you know, pull yourself up by your bootstrap. That's an American way. Um, but honestly, no one, no matter what has been built or who has built it, has done it alone. You build it with others. And so one thing I think, even if you're a small business owner, is business owners think, no, I'll save money. I'll do this all myself. It behooves you to get help, vendors, hire someone, you know, whatever it might be, uh, even interns. But, you know, realize that anything great you want to create must be with others. You can't do it alone. I hear you. Okay, so what's another myth that you might think that people are feeding themselves with lies right now? Yeah, you know, another myth is that, uh, that you know, a fear can take has to take hold of your life it doesn't have to i i think it's almost addicting it's funny right now and and my book really covered a lot of fear because i was running on it pretty much extensively at that time in my life is that we don't realize it but it becomes almost addictive and to let go of that and realize that you don't have to hold on to that um that there is another way to look at life and you don't have to be addicted to fear yeah, and, I, and you know, to me, the word fear means false expectations appearing real. real. And yeah. it's so apparent that 95% of the things we really fear never mm -hmm. happen. So that means 5% of things happen, but they never happen as bad as we think they're going to be. So mm -hmm. when we feed this, we get that adrenaline surge. And that adrenaline surge is in itself addicting. Yeah. That's why marathon runners love to run marathons because they get this adrenaline surge that keeps going in their body and that becomes addictive and so on. So yeah. in Never people ends. who are in the business world are actually running a marathon every day. So mm -hmm. that becomes addictive in itself. So again, that's why you have to schedule breaks from your schedule to get away from it and, and really uh, rebuild yourself from all this. Now it's great to have highs and it's great to have lows and it's great to have all of that but remember you're in the driver's seat for this you shouldn't be driven by all this and i think that's the crazy thing we go through is we're like rats in this in this wheel that we keep trying to go faster and faster and harder and harder until we hit the wall and crash yeah yeah. And there's something else I want to mention through the whole idea of fear and, and whatever. We also have this idea that the people that do extraordinary things that do accomplish great, what we call success, maybe have millions of dollars or a great company they've built is that they're somewhat different than us, more extraordinary. And what I found is that the people I've talked to over the thousands of interviews, I've no, not, not thousands, but you know, 1500 plus interviews is that the extraordinary business owners or people that have done exceptional things are no different than us. The only difference is they did not stop. They kept growing and exploring and expanding themselves. That was the only difference is that most people just stop themselves from, from growing to their fullest potential. Yeah, I always think one of the best traits that I've ever had was tenacity. You yes. know, when people said you can't do it, I said, really? 
Uh, you know, I, I remember Watch applying me. <laughs> for dermatology school and my mother-in-law laughing when I had 30 applications in, the, in my way, in my living room, all piled up. And she's saying, when is he going to give up this crazy dream of becoming a dermatologist? And my wife said, no, we're going to do it. And I ended up going to the University of Minnesota. And it, it the rest was history. For the next 30 years, I literally uh, lived the dream of being a top dermatologist until I retired on February 25th, 2019. Now, I did not see the pandemic coming. But thank mm. God I quit before that because it would have driven me crazy. Yeah. Well, tell me, why, why did you choose dermatology? Why the skin? Why, why that? You know, it's funny, but, you know, I walked into a dermatologist's office and it was something that was innate to me. I mean, mm. as soon as a dermatologist can see a skin lesion, he knows what it is and he knows exactly how to treat it. To me, that was like uh, that was an addiction in itself, being mm. that powerful and that knowing about skin mm. disease. Like there's okay. thousands of skin disease, but a dermatologist knows exactly what it is when a person walks in the door and exactly how to treat it. That's awesome. <laughs> See, I've never been to a dermatologist. That's why I'm curious. I must visit one. <laughs> so we got a couple of questions to ask. One is how do you live a fantastic life? Mm -hmm. I live a fantastic life by being with the ones I love and doing what I love, which is savvy broadcasting and my, my consulting biz. That's, that's what I, that's what, Give me you know, what advice do you give for people around you? How should they have a fantastic life? Well, I'd say just like what I was really putting forth in my book, if they want to have their fantastic life is really start with self exploration. This, you know, really rediscover if you've forgotten your true loves and passion and skills. Because when you talk to people, say, what are you good at? A lot of them for, have forgotten because they've been piled and all they do is run on the hamster wheel to take the kids to soccer, get to work, make dinner, and they've lost touch of who they are. And then even if they know who they are, they discredit it. I have a friend who is an expert artist, and she said, yeah, it's a dime a dozen. Everyone can do this. I'm like, no, they can't. I can't. So don't discredit your great gifts. Go and explore, rediscover discover them if you've forgotten them, and then go out and use them. Well, Christina, how can people get in touch with some of the gifts that you offer? Wonderful. Yes, they can go to SavvyBroadcasting.com and go to our resource page. We have some wonderful uh, free things there along with the fourth chapter of my book. If you want to check it out and see if it might be helpful to you. Uh, we also have a number of other resources as well as all of our wonderful um, episodes that you can check out. I hope you enjoy them all. Thank you so much, Dr. Laika, for having me here today. You know, the world, this is Christina Rivera, a fireball that uh, <laughs> is hard to keep up with. You know, it's a wonderful day ever. Thank you for Christina for being here today. Thank you so much for inviting me. I really appreciate it. You've been listening to How to Live a Fantastic Life. Did you know that you can get a free copy of Dr. Laika's book, The Secrets to Living a Fantastic Life? Yep. Just visit 13gpnow.ca and we'll send it right to you. That's the number 13, gpnow.ca. And you'll want to subscribe right here on this page so you don't miss a single episode. We'll see you next week. Have a fantastic day.